get you out of the doom and gloom reports of everyday life by bringing a smile to your lips and a warmth to your heart by dishing up some of my own real-life stories from behind my bifocals and adding uplifting and humorous stories from others. We're going to begin this podcast today as part of our Christmas podcast with a heart-touching poem about shoes in church, followed by thoughts to ponder. I'll share some stats about life in 1910, and believe it or not, a story about water versus Coke. We'll finish off our podcast with pet peeves, both from my perspective and then from a dog. (laughs) Clara, as mentioned before, is off on a well-deserved holiday and will be back next year. Meanwhile, I came across this poem from an unknown author, and I felt it was a beautiful story about understanding. And it's called Shoes in Church. I showered and shaved. I adjusted my tie. I got there and sat in a pew, just in time. Bowing my head in prayer as I closed my eyes, I saw the shoe of the man next to me, touching my own. I sighed. With plenty of room on either side, I thought, Why must our souls touch? It bothered me, his shoe touching mine, but it didn't bother him that much. A prayer began. Our Father, I thought, this man with the shoes has no pride. They're dusty, worn, and scratched. Even worse, they're holes on the side. Thank you for blessings, the prayer went on. The shoe man said a quiet amen. I tried to focus on the prayer, but my thoughts were on his shoes again. Aren't we supposed to look our best when walking through that door? Well, this certainly isn't it, I thought, glancing towards the floor. Then the prayer was ended and the songs of praise began. The shoe man was certainly loud, sounding proud as he sang. His voice lifted the rafters. His hands were raised high. The Lord could surely hear the shoe man's voice from the sky. It was time for the offering and what I threw in was steep. I watched as the shoe man reached into his pockets, so deep. I saw what was pulled out, what the shoe man put in. Then I heard a soft clink, as when silver hits tin. The sermon really bored me to tears, and that's no lie. It was the same for the shoe man, for tears fell from his eyes. At the end of the service, as is the custom here, We must greet new visitors and show them all good cheer. But I felt moved somehow and wanted to meet the shoe man. So after the closing prayer, I reached over and shook his hand. He was old and his skin was dark and his hair was truly a mess. But I thanked him for coming, for being our guest. He said, My name's Charlie. I'm glad to meet you, my friend. There were tears in his eyes, but he had a large, wide grin. Let me explain, he said, wiping tears from his eyes. I've been coming here for months, and you're the first to say hi. I know that my appearance is not like all the rest, but I really do try to always look my best. I always clean and polish my shoes before my very long walk, but by the time I get here, they're dirty and dusty like chalk. My heart filled with pain and I swallowed to hide my tears as he continued to apologize for daring to sit so near. He said, when I get here, I know I must look a sight, 
but I thought if I could touch you, then maybe our souls might unite. I was silent for a moment, knowing whatever was said would pale in comparison. I spoke from my heart, not my head. Oh, you've touched me, I said, and taught me in part that the best of any man is what's found in his heart. The rest, I thought, the shoe man will never know, like just how thankful I really am that his dirty old shoe touched my soul. Now here's some thoughts to ponder. Don't let your worries get the best of you. Remember, Moses started out as a basket case. Some people are kind, polite, and sweet-spirited until you try to sit in their pews. The good Lord didn't create anything without a purpose, but mosquitoes come close. People are funny. They want the front of the bus, middle of the road, and back of the church. Some minds are like concrete, thoroughly mixed up and permanently set. Learn a lesson from your dog. No matter what life brings you, kick some grass over the crap and move on. This will boggle your mind. I know it did mine. The year is 1910, over a hundred years ago. The average life expectancy for men was 47 years. Fuel for this car was sold in drugstores only. Only 14% of the homes had a bathtub. There were only 8,000 cars and only 144 miles of paved roads. The maximum speed limit in most cities was 10 miles an hour. The tallest structure in the world was the Eiffel Tower. The average wage in 1910 was 22 cents per hour. The average worker made between $200 and $400 per year. A competent accountant could expect to earn $2,000 per year. A dentist, $2,500 per year. A veterinarian, between $1,500 and $4,000 per year. And a mechanical engineer, about $5,000 per year. More than 95% of all births took place at home. 90% of all doctors had no college education. Instead, they attended so-called medical schools, many of which were condemned in the press and the government as substandard. Sugar cost four cents a pound. Eggs were 14 cents a dozen. Coffee was 15 cents a pound. Most women only washed their hair once a month and used borax or egg yolks for shampoo. Canada passed a law that prohibited poor people from entering into the country for any reason. The five leading causes of death were pneumonia and influenza, tuberculosis, diarrhea, heart disease, and stroke. The population of Las Vegas, Nevada was only 30. Crossword puzzles, canned beer, and iced tea hadn't been invented yet. There was no Mother's Day or Father's Day. Two out of every 10 adults couldn't read or write and only 6% of all Americans had graduated from high school. Marijuana, heroin, and morphine were all available over the counter at the local corner drugstores. Back then, pharmacists said heroin clears the complexion, gives buoyancy to the mind, regulates the stomach and bowels, and is, in fact, a perfect guardian of health. Shocking! Duh! 
18% of households had at least one full-time servant or domestic help. There were about 230 reported murders in the entire USA. Water versus Coke. Water. 75% of Americans are chronically dehydrated, likely applies to half the world population. In 37% of Americans, the thirst mechanism is so weak that it's mistaken for hunger. Even mild dehydration will slow down one's metabolism as much as 3%. One glass of water will shut down midnight hunger pangs for almost 100% of the dieters studied in a university of Washington study. Preliminary research indicates that 8 to 10 glasses of water a day could significantly ease back and joint pain for up to 80% of sufferers. A mere 2% drop in body water can trigger fuzzy short-term memory, trouble with basic math, and difficulty focusing on the computer screen or on a printed page. Drinking five glasses of water daily decreases the risk of colon cancer by 45%. Plus, it can slash the risk of breast cancer by 79%. Are you drinking the amount of water you should drink every day? Now here's Coke. In many states, the highway patrol carries two gallons of Coke in the trunk to remove blood from the highway after a car accident. You can put a T-bone steak in a bowl of Coke and it will be gone in two days. To clean a toilet, pour a can of Coca-Cola into the toilet bowl and let the real thing sit for one hour, then flush clean. The citric acid in Coke removes stains from vitreous china. To remove rust spots from chrome car bumpers, rub the bumper with a rumpled up piece of Reynolds Wrap aluminum foil dipped in Coca-Cola. To clean corrosion from car battery terminals, pour a can of Coca-Cola over the terminals to bubble away the corrosion. To remove grease from clothes, empty a can of Coke into the load of greasy clothes, add detergent, and run through a regular cycle. The Coca-Cola will help loosen grease stains. It will also clean road haze from your windshield. The active ingredient in Coke is phosphoric acid. It will dissolve a nail in about four days. Phosphoric acid also leaches calcium from bones and is a major contributor to the rising increase of osteoporosis. To carry Coca-Cola syrup, the concentrate, the commercial trucks must use a hazardous material place card reserved for highly corrosive materials. The distributors of Coke have been using it to clean engines of trucks for about 20 years. Now the question is, would you like a glass of water? Pet peeves, both for me and a dog. My pet peeve is about the newscasts. Why do they speed that little ticker tape underneath the current people talking? My ears and eyes are trying to listen to what the speaker's saying and at the same time reading what the heck is going on elsewhere. No wonder people need bifocals and trifocals. That was sent in by L.M. TVs that have shows with phones or doorbells on it. I'm forever up and down looking for where I put the phone. I even scramble through my purse to see if it is my cell phone. By the time I figure it all out, the program is over. That was sent in by H.J. I have trouble with people chewing and making a noise or eating with their mouths open. How gross! Don't they know how annoying and frustrating that can be? 
I wonder how these people would like it if I sang when they were eating. Believe me, when I sing, it's not like any bird you've ever heard. More like a frog. <laughs> that was sent in by DM. Now here's pet peeves from a dog's perspective. Taking me to the vet for the big snip, then acting surprised when I freak out every time we go back. Any haircut that involves bows or ribbons. Now you know why we chew your stuff up when you're not home. Yelling at me for barking, I'm a dog. Taking me for a walk, then not letting me check stuff out. Exactly whose walk is this anyway? If you enjoy Life with Aunt Lizzie, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I love to bring you these uplifting and fun pieces of humor and sometimes thought-provoking articles. And if you'd like to receive our Chatterbox news where you'll find all kinds of fun things to bring a smile to your lips and a warmth to your heart, please visit www.lifewithauntlizzie.com and Lizzie is spelled L-I-Z-Z-I-E and sign up for your free personal copy. Thank you for visiting with us this week, and we look forward to tickling your funny bone on further episodes. Meanwhile, take care, keep smiling, until the next time, bye for now.